So, are you ready to start with Wednesday's games? Yep, I'm good. Okay, so uh, let's see. So, the first game, it's hard to remember with the order and everything, but I think it's uh Okay, yeah, I'm, I always struggle, too. I'm always focused on bracket Woodford order instead of, uh, instead of the order of the actual game. So, uh, I'll have to catch up on those. But, yeah, Woodford, J-Town. Um, you know, Woodford, I think, is the team we expected at the start of the year to be there. Uh, had a pretty big slump uh, going into the year, or early in the season. Had some injuries, just quite didn't quite get things going together, and uh, really playing well at the end of the year. Uh, J-Town is a team that, you know, won the region last year, and I did not expect them to do much. They lost to several seniors, lost probably who people thought their best returning player to transfer, so... Uh, they really had some nice wins at the end of the year, too. I think those two teams both, if you look at the last, uh, the region tournament, probably as impressive as anybody in the state. Um, so that should be a pretty exciting game. What do you think? Yeah, I think that Woodford County, uh, I think the Cats Paws did a good job picking a lot of region winners in the preseason coaches poll. But one of the weird things was that it had Jasper Johnson ranked as the fifth best player in the region. I th- think that's a little low. Would you agree? Um, you know, I can see that, but that's a deep region. Uh, in fact, I'll say having watched that region play probably most of the top five players in the game I saw him play, I don't think he would have been any higher than that. Um, now that was, he was just coming off of his injury. So I'm, I'm anticipating he'll play a little bit better, uh, hopefully right now in the state tournament. But, uh, I mean, Dallas Roberts, uh, Tegan Moore are two probably first team all state guys. Kenyon Gooden, uh, super impressive. Uh, and then Dylan Hammonds from uh, uh, Grant County had a really, really big year. Were those the four in front of him? I can't remember. Uh, I think so, but he's uh, rated in the top 100 in his class. So he's an elite recruit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was really impressed with him last year. Uh, so I was a little surprised when he didn't play that well in the game I watched this year. But like I said, hopefully – you know, he's, he's maybe at full strength now and uh, certainly has one of those high ceilings. And this is a year, you know, you talk about one of the top sophomores in the country. You know, this is really a, a year where most of the top players in the state made the state tournament. So there right. uh, should be some really exciting uh, individual players to watch. Yeah, we have top 100 players in the uh, each 2024, uh, this year, next year, and the year after. So Perry, Shepard, yeah. and Johnson. Um and then I think that uh, Woodford County, you know, he played great against North Oldham. Uh, Jasper Johnson did. They had a great team defense. They had a, like a twenty to two run to start the game, and then a like a fourteen to two run to start the second half, something like that. Uh, swarming defense. They got McCreer healthy again, and the football guys kind of, you know, struggled to make the transition. That's why they lost the first couple games. But I think Woodford's really peaking at the right time. So. Um, uh, so who who do you have winning this one? So I've got Woodford County in this one. Um, I think the uh, two regions that are, are both pretty strong, uh, but I think Woodford, uh, you know, going into the season, like like I said, we had probably the top 12 or 15 team. Uh, I think that talent shows out here, and, and I've got Woodford moving on. Yeah, credit to J-Town for winning the, a really good region. They, um, they had um, a comeback. They were down by, I think, a – like six or seven points in the last minute, eight seconds 
They forced uh, three turnovers in a row. They were one of, I think, seven teams to make a defensive stand to preserve the region. So I don't think anyone hit a shot at the buzzer, so you want to be on defense this year um, if it's down to the last play. But I'm going to go with uh, Woodford County. I think they're just playing well at the right time, and they've got a swarming defense. They've got Jasper Johnson. So so it sounds like we both agree on that one. Yeah, I'll say one thing about J-Town. I don't know a lot about them, but, I mean, they look right. like they're one of the most balanced teams in the state. Uh, they've got six guys averaging at least nine points a game between nine and 12. So uh, you don't see that very often, that type of balance in uh, in high school basketball. So, uh, like I said, I think that should be fun. But, yeah, I feel better about Woodford County. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And then the uh, the next game is uh, McCracken County. They usually do win Region 1. Um and so they uh, are there here again after a one-year absence, and they're taking on Elizabethtown, who made the finals. It was just two years ago, but they've, you know, reloaded. So uh, what's some things that uh, interest you about that game? Yeah, so, of course, McCracken, I think we, for most of the year, uh, had as the favorite in the first region. Murray, maybe opening the year and toward the end, once Whitaker was healthy, kind of pushed them. But, uh, you know, McCracken, I, I really like Jack McCune. Uh, he's one of those guys who – maybe the state doesn't know a lot about. Uh, I just remember in the state tournament two years ago as a sophomore, he was one of the guys who just kind of made all the plays. Um, he'll get some steals, block some shots. He shoots at a at a pretty high efficiency, scores, rebounds. Um, so I, I really like McCune. Uh, on, on the other side, of course, E-Town, uh, you know, was in a really balanced fifth region, and, and I don't think anyone was going to accuse it of being one of the better regions in the state, but maybe one of the more wide open. Right. Uh, and so I'm intrigued. I have not seen them since their, their state final run, uh, but they've got Aiden Evans, who I think is another of those kind of pretty high-profile recruits, uh, 6'10", uh, one, of the, right. one of the big guys in the state. Uh, so I'm really intrigued to watch him play. It'll be my first time to see him. Yeah, I think that um, McCracken County always plays a low-scoring, disciplined game. Um, they've got uh, Ian Hart and Jack McCune, as you mentioned, two seniors that that will be leaders. So I think um, they're probably a little bit more experienced because they were there, you know, a couple of years ago and the E-Town guys did not play. I think a lot of the E-Town guys transferred in within the last couple of years. So it's not one of the most high-profile games, but I think it's going to be a pretty even game. Um, so who do you have uh, coming out in that one? So this is one probably I consider about as – close to a toss-up as any, but I've got E-Town in what I think probably most would consider a minor upset. Right. Yeah, I believe that my Twitter poll, which had about 500 votes, has a McCracken County winning this one. And um, I, I'm also going to take McCracken County, who has actually really strong RPI numbers, so the computers kind of like them. And, uh, and, but I do think it will be a close game. Um, so we can move on to the night. Um so I can't remember. Uh, do you know which one tips off first? I think Ashland is. Is that the late the late game? I think so. Again, I, I probably complain about this every year, but I hate how they don't just go in bracket order. Um, it just makes the most sense to me to play it in the order it's set. But yeah, Warren Central Pulaski kicks it off, and then Owensboro Ashland closes it out. Well, let's start with uh, Warren Central Pulaski. So, do you think that Pulaski can maybe keep it a, a close game? Yeah, so this is one of those – I think there are three first-round games that I think one team is a significant favorite, and this is one of those uh, where I would be surprised if Pulaski pulls the upset. 
but with that said, um, you know, Warren Central has has proved beatable. Of course, they've just lost the one game this year. Uh, but Bowling Green's taken them to overtime twice, including right. in the region championship. Uh, so, you know, I think there's a little bit of vulnerability there. But, you know, Warren Central, uh, I really like Chappelle Whitney. Uh, senior had, had a big state tournament last year. Uh, if he can stay out of foul trouble, which was kind of an issue for him. Uh, I love their point guard, uh, Villa Fuerte. Uh, really good at controlling the offense, uh, keeping them under control, but making things happen. And, and also shooting the ball really well this year. And, uh, the junior, Kate Unseld, uh, really stepped up big this year, kind of filled in that fifth sp- starting spot that Jaden Lawrence uh, vacated. So uh, I, I just like Warren Central. I, I think they probably roll uh, maybe not a blowout, a running clock, but I, I think they win comfortably. I think Pulaski's better than people think they are. They, uh, I mean, look what uh, Lincoln County did last year. They took Clark County. I believe to overtime and um, Pulaski beat Lincoln at Lincoln. Uh, Barrick Williams, he's been injured a lot um, this year and last year, but he's healthy. He's scoring about 19 points a game. They also have um, Lancaster, who um, was one of the big three last year that's back. They've got some young guys. Um, so I think with Caden Lancaster and Barrick Williams, it's going to be closer than people think. I think that Pulaski with a better draw could have made a pretty deep run. Um, but I'm I'm going to take Warren Central. So I think it's going to be a little closer than expected. I think it could be within 10 points. Um, yeah, not many teams have, to... I was going to say, not many teams have two guys averaging over 19 points a game, uh, like I right. said, with Lancaster and Williams. And then uh, Fraley, I think, is one of the younger uh, younger guys on the team. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, I agree. I think the 12th region has been kind of a little bit under the radar, pretty successful in the state tournament, uh, had, had some runs. So, uh, but yeah, just a, a rough draw for them. Yeah, and then the uh, the nightcap is um, you got two teams that score a lot of points. Uh, Owensboro and Ashland both like to get up and down. They're among the state leaders in scoring. They've also combined for nine state uh, championships, so there's a lot of history and proud fan base. So um, I think my Twitter poll has it pretty much even, like 52% Owensboro last I looked. So do you think that'll kind of come down to the very end as well? Yeah, I definitely think this one's a toss-up. Uh, two kind of different styles a little bit. You talk about the scoring, but, you know, uh, Ashland is one of the better shooting teams in the state. Uh, shoots the long ball uh, really well. Uh, I think they have more makes than Owensboro has attempts this year from three. Uh, so, you know, that, that's kind of one thing that stood out to me in this matchup. Um, you know, Ashland, of course, had some a little bit of off-season drama, uh, but seems like they've got things together uh, with with kind of Xander Carter leading the way. Uh, Tucker Conway is a really good shooter. And then right. uh, Reese DeBoard, the, the transfer from Boyd County. Uh, so, you know, they they got it rolling after four straight region titles with that great group of, of seniors they had last year. Uh, pretty impressive run for them to get back. Yeah, and then for Owensboro, the numbers don't really – favor them very much they've got kind of one of the lowest rpis in the state um of these 16 teams they're pretty low in the max preps and then in our rankings we had them around 16 i I believe near the bottom maybe at the bottom but um i think that they have you know jai webb he's only played 10 games but he's playing now he's now healthy he's eligible there after transferring from owensboro catholic i think he's made all the difference i picked him to win the region so 
Um, I think he gives them a really good chance. So who do you have coming out winning this game? Uh, so I did go with Ashland. Um, uh, this is another one I, I don't have much confidence in that pick. I think it's a pretty much a coin toss, but uh, I'm going to go with the team that I think shoots a little better and, and has the experience on the big stage. Yeah, and I was on the Owensboro um, radio network today, ESPN Owensboro, and I don't know if they liked the fact that I had them ranked pretty low in my rankings, but I did tell them that I, I had them picked to win the region, which they did win it, and I'm picking them to beat Ashland because I think they're they're healthy at the right time. They're hot at the right time. They've got a, a player that's a key difference in the middle. And then, of course, Kenyatta Carvin, two-point, two two-sport star who gets about 22 a game. Um, of course, Ashland has the guys scoring in the 20s as well. But I'm going to go with Owensboro. And um, if you look at their um, – I mean, they did lose bad to one central, but they really only have, like, one bad loss this year. I think Breckenridge County, every other loss was a pretty good team. So they're they're – they don't really have a, a bad performance, so I'm going to go with them in just a, a coin flip. Um, so I, are you ready for the Thursday games? Yep. Okay, so I've got it right here because I've, I've got a preview for KSR for these Thursday games going up tomorrow. We got number six, Mail, a 25 and 10, taking on Breathitt County, 18-9. And, and uh, Mail's the champion to the seventh region, Breathitt the 14th region. What's your thoughts on this game? So this is one that I kind of go back and forth on a little bit in that it's one of the three I mentioned that I feel like there's a clear heavy favorite with Mail uh, right. over Breathitt County. But it's also, of those three, uh, it's one that I could see, like, if some weird things happen, I think Breathitt County can play with them. Um, there's, yeah. You know, Mail has just elite guard play. They've got three guards who handle the ball. They can shoot it. They pass well. Um, but they aren't going to just completely overwhelm Breathitt with athleticism. Uh, they've got good quickness, right. but they don't have a lot of size. They're, so they're not, um, you know, maybe one of those those Louisville teams that just a mountain team had never seen anything like them and, and can't adjust. Uh, Breathitt's got Austin Sperry, who might be might be the best player in the game. I don't know. Uh, Jack and Cole Evelyn, both very good for male as well. But, I mean, Sperry is, you know, he, he'd be a star on any team in the state. Uh, Collins has some good size inside. Uh, I think that could turn into kind of a sneaky under-the-radar pretty fun game. Uh, Mayo, of course, playing really well lately, coming out of the, the brutal seventh region with uh, great back-to-back wins over Ballard Trinity. So they're they're coming in hot as well. Yeah, I think Breathitt County has the moxie and the, the ability to stay with a team like Mayo from a mindset standpoint. They um, – They've got guys that are two-sport athletes, just like Mel did. Mel started out kind of slow. They lost four out of five to start out seven out of ten because of football, but they're peaking at the right time. I think Cole Edlin is one of the top freshmen in the state. Jack Edlin, the big shot against Trinity. You know, you mentioned Michi White as well, three good guards. But for Breathitt County, you know, that region usually goes through Perry Central and Hazard, and Breathitt lost him in the season and beat them both um, mm-hmm. in the region. So I think that they'll have the crowd behind them. Um, so how do you think that one turns out? So sounds like you think Mel's the favorite. Do you think uh, Mel still wins? And if so, you think it's going to be maybe a close game, closer than expected? Yeah, so I am sticking with Mel. Um, I think Mel, uh, those guards I'll, I'll put as, as being maybe a little too much to handle. Uh, I think it's probably competitive for a while, but Mel, Mel wins, uh, pulls away double digits late. Yeah, I'm going to go 10 to 12 points for Mayo. It's hard to see a team beating 
Louisville Ballard and Louisville Trinity being that good of a level and winning, I think, 14 in a row and then losing to uh, uh, Breathitt County, you know, a team that's that's rolling out of Louisville. But Breathitt will have the fans, so I'm going to go with Mail as well. Good story from Breathitt for making a big run after their coach passed away and the football coach stepped in. They've had flooding, so I know we talked about that on the last one, but I think they'll have the crowd behind them. So are you ready to move on to the next one? Uh, yeah. So we got number four, Lyon County Lions against number 25, Newport Wildcats. Lyon County, 30 and 5, Newport, 28 and 6. It's at 1.30 at Rupp Arena on Thursday. Um, so uh, lots of storylines in this one. Are you excited about this game? Yeah, I am. Um, I, again, I won't complain too much about it, but I really wish they'd left it in the original slot because if, if it was this game and then GRC North Laurel back-to-back on Thursday night, you know, that would have been a huge session, I think. Uh, but, a lot of people you know, mention that, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but for this game, I mean, obviously the big storylines, Travis Perry is uh, on pace to set the state scoring record, career scoring record in this game. I think he needs uh, 21 points, uh, which he averages over 30 a game. So uh, you have to think it's likely that he breaks that in this game. Uh, Lyon County, of course, in the second region was upset in the All-A, uh, so didn't make it there. Uh, Newport, on the other side, also lost in their region in the All-A to, to Holy Cross, so uh, two Class A schools or All-A Classic type schools that didn't even play in the All-A Classic is, is kind of an interesting matchup here. Um, but, you know, Newport is a team I have not seen, but I'm excited about because they've got, I think, what, two of the best freshmen in the state. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so Kenny, it'll be – yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how good they are. Um, you know, I mentioned how impressed I was with Jasper Johnson last year. Um, of course, Cole Edlin, who we just talked about for male, also a great freshman. So yeah. uh, Newport, I think, is, is supposed to be a really good defensive team. Uh, and I think those guys, they've got, of course, those those high-quality D1-type athletes uh, in the freshman class. They've also got one really good senior who leads the way uh, in, in Miller. So, I think this one is is really close to a pick 'em. Um, you know, what do you think about that? Well, uh, you got Jabari Covington. He hit the game winner in the region final against Cooper for Newport. Of course, you got Travis Perry from Lyon County. As you mentioned, he's going. I think he needs 21, 20 to tie, 21 to break King Kelly Coleman's record, um, all-time state record. Brady Shoulders, Jack Reddick, they're each getting 18 a game. So. Lions going to like to get up and down. Like you said, Newport's going to want to play defense. Um, I mean, Travis Perry, he shoots 88% from the free throw line. So if they can get a lead, it's going to be hard to, you know, foul them and get the ball back if you're Newport. So I think Newport can't really fall behind at the end. I think Lyon County will win this game by about three, four, five points, somewhere in that range. It's going to be pretty close the whole time. Uh, who, who do you have winning? I do have Lyon County. Um, I, I think, I mean, all year I kind of felt like they, you know, were clearly the best team out in Western Kentucky. Uh, when the draw came out, you know, we thought they'd probably be playing Covington Catholic, but knew the ninth was pretty open. Uh, but just kind of felt like they would make a little bit of a run, at least to the quarterfinal, and, and see if they could top that this year. So I am going with the Lions. Yeah, yeah, and and they've only lost one game in the region. I think that was the uh, in the uh, All A regional. Mm-hmm. Um, so. At night at 6 p.m., we got another one that has kind of a heavy favorite, number two, Frederick Douglass, uh, 31-2, 28 games in a row they've won against Martin County. 
24 and 10. Uh, of course, Martin County suffered an eight-game losing streak, but they've won, uh, I believe, five in a row. And uh, of course, we talked about Douglas win streak. So, um, so what do you think about this game? Can uh, I guess the question is, can Martin County keep it close, or is it going to be one of those like, you know, last year where it was like Clark County against I think Perry Central or something? And it just gets out of hand. Yeah, so I hate to say this, but I think this game is more likely to have a running clock than to be competitive in the fourth quarter. Um, I watched Martin County in the All-A Classic uh, get beat by Evangel Christian by by 30-plus. They tried to run with Evangel. I mean, they like to get up and down, but they tried to run with Evangel. Evangel had the guards that just, I mean, it got ugly. And I think Frederick Douglass's guards are, are as good, if not probably even better than Evangel's. Uh, so, you know, I wonder, and I don't know anything about this, but I kind of, I wonder if after that game, if they thought hmm, maybe we need to change things around a little bit, Martin County, and, and I don't know the way they control tempo yeah. or something, but, yeah. uh, you know, they went on to lose seven more after right. that. Uh, they've got it together, went in the region, which I think is a pretty impressive turnaround, but yeah. I just, if they try to run with Frederick Douglass, it's just, I think it's going to get ugly. Um, I think, you know, Simpson, uh, of course, Boone. Chenault, and then even Webb is, is maybe not considered with those those three always, but, I mean, a fourth really potential scorer, good athlete. Uh, you know, Frederick Douglass doesn't have the size, but, man, they're going to get up right. and down the court. And, and if they are attacking, you know, I just don't think Martin County can match their athleticism. Yeah, Martin County, you know, they've got a – Luke Haley's a junior, but he's always one of their top scorers. I think he's, you know, one of the top scorers in that school's history. Um but then you got Frederick Douglass, as you mentioned, the big three there, perimeter-oriented. Perimeter and, yeah, I think that Martin County would need to kind of slow the game down. And I mean, Douglass hit everything against um, against Madison Central. They they were like 9 of 16 from three in the region semifinals. But you got to hope that Douglass just misses some shots, as they did in the first half against Lexington Catholic. And, and I see it going by about 20, 22 points, Douglass. It could easily be a running clock or it could be closer, but that's just kind of my pick because I think Martin County can, if they could slow the game down, if they can use, you know, make sure that Douglas isn't getting in transition and maybe get some rebounds because Douglas is a little bit smaller. Maybe they could keep it, you know, within 10, 15 points would be ideal, have a chance in the fourth quarter. So it sounds like we're both picking Frederick Douglas and then, we think it's going to be probably a pretty easy win uh, in this game. It's a pretty good draw for Douglas, I, I think, in this one. Yeah, I think so. I will say one under-the-radar name to maybe pay attention to is Dre Duff, uh, point guard for Martin County. Uh, I was impressed with him. I thought he played pretty well in the All-A Classic, and I think he would will have to have a very efficient, uh, very effective game if Martin County is going to keep it close. Right, right, yeah, so – so they they can't have a lot of turnovers because that's what Douglas thrives on. And then uh, in the nightcap, it's probably the most anticipated first round matchup. It's number five, George Rogers Clark Cardinals, the defending champions. They're they're good this year. They're not as good as last year where they only lost one game overall, none in state, but they're still good. And then North Laurel Jaguars, they've gotten healthy uh, lately. They're playing well. They struggled early on, but they've gotten healthy now. So uh, do you consider this game kind of a toss up? And then what are some storylines you'd like to watch in this game? I mean, I, I think Clark County is definitely the favorite. Um, I think it, it definitely could go either way and should be a competitive game. Um, you know, GRC uh, has the experience, as you mentioned, won the state last year, three starters back, and 
you know, all five of their starters were key contributors on that team. Uh, they don't have the scoring depth. Um, you know, Maxwell's not going to score the same way like, you know, Walton could last year. Um, Hampton's a great shooter, so that's yeah. kind of a, an added dimension. But they also don't have much depth um, right. off their bench. They can get a few minutes from some guys, but, you know, last year they could bring in those two guys. They could bring in Sammy Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they just – they could bring in lots of guys, even uh, – uh, Smothers could come in, big guy inside. Who, you know, if they needed ten minutes out of any of those guys, it was no problem. Uh, this yeah. year, you know, if they need if they need ten minutes from a guy or two off the bench, they might be in trouble. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. But I mean, Morton is is one of the better seniors in the state. Uh, of course, going up against Reed Shepard, who I think most people consider the the heavy Mr. Basketball favorite, uh, McDonald's All American, uh, just a, a elite generational talent for the 13th region. So uh, he's he didn't play well in the state tournament last year. Right. Uh, kind of disappointing to people, you know, who came out to see him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he presses any or if he's able to get in the flow and if he has a better game than he did last year. So that's one of the, the main things I'm going to watch out for is just seeing if he can kind of get in that rhythm. Yeah, and then once uh, Gavin Chadwell uh, got – kind of healthy he's a transfer from Knox Central really good football player I think he's shooting 75 percent field goal um so really effective inside for North Laurel uh Reed Shepard you know his cousin Ryan Davidson he's really good he's been a good sidekick to Reed Shepard the whole time and Brody Brock's a great you know three-point shooter he's 43 percent so I think it's it's a pretty even matchup you know Clark County's won four regions in a row they're going for back-to-back state championships, first time since Fairdale. Uh, I've got – well, I'll ask you, you know, who do you have winning this game? I, I'm going with uh, George Rogers-Clark. Uh, like I said, I don't feel super strongly about it, but I think they win more often than not in this matchup. Yeah, I've got them, but I've only got them winning by about one, you know, one point. I, I think it's just going to maybe come down to the last second shot with maybe Morton getting to the rim. You know, Jerome Morton, one of the top players in the state. And, um, you know, not as highly recruited as Reed Shepard, but I think he scored more points when they played um, earlier. Um, I, they played – I know they played, uh, you know, uh, last year, I, I believe, and, then, um, and and I know that he's had a, a good game against them. So, I think that um, he could have another big game. And then Edwards makes a difference, you know, on defense especially, protecting the rim. Um, so, yeah, we'll both take George Rogers-Clark. And then um, – we I don't really want to get it too much into picking games that may not even happen. We may do another podcast on them um, after the first round. But if you want to go, uh, we can do one sentence or two on each of our remaining games if you want. Um, so you've got uh, so it's got Woodford and you you've got Woodford E Town. So so if it's that matchup, who do you have in that one? Yeah, I mean this is one I think any of the four teams could make the semis out of this this quadrant, but I've got Woodford. Uh, I think overall they're the most talented and uh, most likely to come out of that group, but but by no means would I count out any of the other three. Yeah, I've got Woodford County too. They've got things going as a school. They got a lot of the multi-sport athletes. They're they're great in baseball, football. I think basketball. They're going to go on another run here, and then. Then we got Warren Central against either Ashland or against Owensboro. So, you know, I'm I'm going to take Warren Central in that one. I assume assume you take Warren Central as well. 
Yeah, I feel I feel really good about Warren Central getting to the semis. Yeah. I mean, Bowling Green was the only game I really saw kind of blocking their path, even when the bracket first came out. So, uh, no, I don't have any hesitation putting Warren Central there. Yeah, that game was a little too close for Warren Central's comfort, but but they they did manage to win as they managed to win some close games last year in the state. Um, so then in the bottom, uh, we've got uh, let's see, so we both had uh, male. And uh, they would be playing uh, Frederick Douglas, uh, according to our picks. So, any any uh, thoughts on that one? You got Mail or Frederick Douglas? So I guess this would probably be a, a bit of an upset, but I'm leaning toward Mail in that one. Um, you know, both right. teams have kind of the, the trio of really good guards. Uh, if that matchup does happen, I think that'll be one of the more fun games in the state. So uh, that Friday night session, I'm really excited about. Oh yeah, I think a lot of people are, and I'm going to take uh, Frederick Douglas. I think. Uh, Mel's gotten hot lately. I think Douglas has done it all year. You know, they've only lost two games, and that's when they didn't have all their football guys clicking. So now that they've got everyone in there, they're in the brutal 11th region. They've done well. I'm going to take them. And then uh, Lyon County against – we both have George Rogers Clark. So uh, what's your bracket pick in that one? Yeah, so this one again, I think really any of those four teams I could see coming out of it. Newport's obviously the underdog out of the other three, but – uh, I'm leaning toward George Rogers Clark once again. Um, uh, it should, uh, you know, they're good. They're not as good as last year, I don't think, but they're still good. They've got that experience, and uh, it's hard to pick against them. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm leaning George Rogers Clark in a close one, but it could be any of the four teams. It could even be Newport could make it. Um, so how about the semifinals? Um, you know, we got Warren Central kind of solidly in there, and then maybe they'd be playing Woodford County. So, suppose it's them in Woodford. Uh, which way would you go there? Yeah, I'm still on board Warren Central's train. I think, again, uh, you know, Woodford could beat them. Yeah. But but if, if that's the matchup, I feel pretty good for Warren Central. And if Warren Central's playing anybody else, uh, I think they're a strong favorite. So, give me Warren Central into the, into the championship. Uh, about as comfortably as I feel of, of any of my picks through here. Yeah, if if John McCreer for Woodford can you know block a lot of shots and and you know and they can get a lot of turnovers and then Woodford could play with him could be close but my pick right now is going to be Warren Central at for the reasons you said um, and then in the bottom bracket so uh, let's see you've got Mail and I've, I've got, got Mail and, yeah against George Rogers Clark so I'll let you go first. So I say we're going to see a rematch of last year's state championship game. Uh, George Rogers-Clark is is who I've got in the championship. I've had that pick from when the brackets first came out, and uh, so I figure I might as well stick with it. Yeah, so that was my initial pick as well uh, when the KHSAA brackets first came out. But now I'm changing it to Frederick Douglass to beat George Rogers-Clark, and the reason is because I didn't know who was going to come out of the 11th region. But now that I know who's coming out of the 11th region, I'm confident to pick them. But if I had to pick, you know, I, I knew GERC was coming out of the 10th, or at least I thought they were. So now I'm going to switch it to Frederick Douglass just for that reason. So I'm going to go with Frederick Douglass. Okay, so we've got in the finals, we've got – and then Douglass will be trying to win football for the first time since, I think, Cuffcalf in 17-18 school year and Trinity in uh, 11-12. Do you know anyone else recently that's won both in football? Those are the two I thought of. I don't think so. I think Trinity might have been – that might have been the first time anyone had done it. I remember yeah. for a while hearing that no one had ever done it. Right. And I think that might have been that first time. Yeah. 
And then CovCap, I believe, 2017 football, and then 2018 is when they won their second basketball recently. So, um, so yeah, so who who you got? You said it's going to be a rematch last year. It was just a one rebound away from Warren Central winning, so what's going to happen this year? Well, you know, 1947, Maysville beat Brewers in the championship game. 48, they play again. Brewers uh, returns the favor, gets the win. Uh, then 1987, of course, the classic Richie Farmer double uh-huh. overtime win over Ballard in the championship, or maybe some one overtime, but uh, 88, return the favor, Ballard, despite Richie's 51, uh, Ballard comes back and, and wins the rematch, and I think the same thing happens here. Last year, George Rogers Clark got the one-point win, uh, Warren Central returns the favor this year, and, and they walk out of there as your 2023 state champions. That's the way I'm seeing it. Well, that would put them as one of the best teams this century, for sure. Um, they would really be submitting their legacy there. Um, so that was going to be my pick, again, until, like, like I said, I switched it and have Douglas in the finals now. And uh, and I'm going to pick Douglas to win and uh, going against my better judgment because they've got a little bit harder route, so it's I think it's safer to pick Warren Central. But I'm a little bit concerned with Warren Central – what they did against Bowling Green, uh, you know, Bowling Green had that shot to beat him, and it was a millimeter off. You know, I mean, that it was close. Now, Lexington and Catholic had a chance to beat, you know, last possession as well. And then when I saw Warren Central one time, they lost by 30. So maybe I'm bad luck for them or something. But I'm going to yeah, pick you, Frederick Douglass. You must have caught that one bad bad game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, that would be, I think, any of those options. I think the championship game. If Warren Central makes it, we'll set up to be pretty exciting. If not, it will have been an exciting upset to get there. So right. uh, we're we're looking into a pretty uh, – I think this sets up to be a really fun tournament. We talked about, you know, the great players and some potential great matchups and sessions. So, uh, you know, regardless, I'm sure we'll we'll both probably miss several picks, but it should be fun either way. Yeah, and maybe Warren Central doesn't like the 11 a.m. games. I think that was an early game there um, when they played at Madison Central. Um, so just, just two questions and then I'll see if you have anything, but the first question is anywhere that you would recommend someone to eat in Lexington or anything to do when they come up, come up for the games, anything you like to do with a tradition or anything? Yeah. So I like places I can walk to. Um, I used to have the three big pizza places I'd go to, yeah. but Mellow Mushroom, uh, shut down. So, uh, yeah, disappointed. I, I won't, won't be able to go there. Usually we'd go there between sessions one time, but, uh, you know, Joe Bologna's is the classic. Uh, yeah. you got to get the garlic breadstick, uh, obviously, is the correct answer. Uh, right. Anytime you go with someone and they're like, no, nah, I want the marinara breadstick, you're just like, well, I got the wrong person here. Right. Um, but uh, the garlic breadstick's where it's at. Uh, you know, there's that's probably my favorite thing to do. Um, I'm interested to see. I haven't been down to see what it's like with the kind of, hopefully, the construction's a lot further along than it was last year when it was just Oh yeah, a, I've been to a rough game. Um, yeah, it's a mess very nice. down there. So I'm looking forward to just seeing seeing kind of what rough's like and what the what the area feels like now. Yeah, and then there's the Columbia Steakhouse. That's always nice. Um so yeah, there's a couple good places for y'all to go eat and uh it's supposed to be pretty nice weather, a little bit warmer um than it has been, maybe in the fifties. And then so uh, my last question is you mentioned um Richie Farmer got like 51 points in a loss. Um, do you think uh, – wouldn't that be wild? Would it be possible? Could you see Travis Perry or Reed Shepard or someone or Jasper Johnson getting 50 and losing? Wouldn't that be crazy? 
That would be wild. Uh, most yeah. people don't score like that anymore. Of course, that was his career high, I think, by quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, Travis Perry is the one who I could see that happening. If they got in yeah. a kind of a run-and-shoot game, maybe with Frederick Douglass in the semifinals or something like that, you could see him, you know, easily scoring 50, but them coming back and, and those three guards getting, you know, 20 to 30 each. And uh, just there, there's some potential for some fun matchups like that this year. Oh yeah, and any any last thoughts? Uh, you know, I'm just excited as always. Uh, it's it's you know this is probably my favorite week of the year. Uh, region week's pretty fun as well, but uh, I just I absolutely love this week. Uh, you know, enjoy watching the kids who uh, a lot of people won't ever get to see this, but get a blowout and you get some of those kids off the bench who play for you know three minutes at the end of a game. Uh, such a cool experience for them. So uh, even some of the little things, there's just some really cool things to watch out for, and, and it's, it's I think, so much fun. Yeah, and I'll be doing some media, so I'll, I like to go down and get the players' reactions and see the players, you know, right from the court, see how focused they are and loose and talk and whatnot. That could be kind of interesting. I'll be covering the two Wednesday games in the afternoon, and then I think the Friday at 6 game, which could be really good. Um, so now I'll be doing some videos the rest of the time. So, so yeah, thanks Clark for being on. It's at R E Z I N C on Twitter and I'm at T E E R O Y H O W E L L. And we'll be posting this episode and then we'll either do one in the middle and then, or we'll do one recap of the whole thing. So Clark, thanks for being on and uh, thanks for doing the rankings with me all year and people can read previews tomorrow on, on KSR. So, Get some sleep and uh, do a little work tomorrow so you you can enjoy the games starting on Sounds Wednesday. Sounds good. All right. All right. See you. Later.